0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Shared Screens podcast, the podcast here at Shared Screens, where there is no specific topic. There is no specific show. There is just a group of friends hanging out, shooting the shit. And today, the parents are gone, and they left the kids alone. And guess what? We're going to throw a fucking party, guys, because it's just me, your host, Jordan Deep, with, of course,
1: Lear and Jess.
0: And it's just us, which I think is something we've joked about doing for a long time. And I know everybody's- But have never done. We've never, I mean, we've done it on our own. And like- Everyone else in the group is always afraid of, but like we're gonna be okay. Things will be cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like we said. Like it's not like you know we're gonna say some crazy shit here. I mean we might say we're not gonna say anything bad, but I won't say we won't say crazy we shit. Might sometimes say shit Jordan that's out of says pocket. things to me. Yeah, sometimes Jordan says things to me that just whoa.
0: <laughs> Any favorites? Any like top ten out of pocket stuff?
1: I don't know, because it's like a lot of them. I also just like don't retain. But it's-
0: or you don't want to say on the podcast,
1: yeah? Or there's the ones, the top three that come to mind. I, you, you, we have had the conversation that you don't want it in content, so <laughs> yeah. we just are gonna roll with it.
0: Love <laughs> um, that. Love that. How have you been? Because I feel like me and you have just like been missing a lot on phone tag like this past week.
1: I know it's been such a crazy week. Like I found a dead cat. You know. Oh God! My car you want, got you towed. want you want.
0: Which one do you okay? Which one of those do you want to tell first? Because I feel like
1: you also didn't. I'll talk about the. I'll talk about the dead cat first. I don't really want to talk about my car because I still get upset. But I'll talk about. I'll talk about the cat. I have the car back. That's the only. My car got towed, but I have the car back. Um, but the dead cat. Yeah. Uh, at my job. My job is right in the middle of this little like downtown. Not like a downtown. Like, how would you describe it? Because like my go-to is it's like oh it's like the town of the village of Fishkill, but that only works for people who know Fishkill, (laughs) New York. It's, it's like a, I guess the
0: best way to describe it would be like a town square plus. Yeah. Like it's a very centralized area.
1: It's a little roundabout that has like a tiny park in the middle. It's a of It is a, a walkable
0: city. It is a 15 yeah. minute city. We all need them.
1: Yeah. I can walk to work, all that kind of crap. Um, but on days I don't walk to work, and since it's been raining so much in California, I haven't been walking to work. Um, because I don't want to get caught in an atmospheric river and swept away.
0: <laughs> Listen, there are some there are some uh weather terms that I sh- feel like come straight out of Mortal Kombat sometimes. Like oh, atmospheric river know. fucking polar vortex. Like these are these are superpowers. These are not yeah, weather terms. These are
1: D&D moves. Like <laughs> this is these are spells your druid casts on like, you know, an orc. Um yeah. But yeah, so I go, if I drive in and it ends up being sunny on my 15-minute breaks, I'll go for like a little walk around like the area my office is in. I read a book. I drink my coffee. You know, it's very it girl, TikTok it girl energy. Um, Love that for you. And right across from my job is a senior center. And I usually walk past the senior center to go into this more like suburban area because I get to see other people's pet cats that sit out on their porch i give them little pets i see lizards it's a great time for me um and i'm going and i see on the sidewalk a cat laying down on its side it is super sunny out it's like the first day it's been 70 something or above in like weeks um so i think the cat is sunning itself and you know me i'm gonna go up and give the cat a little scritch um the cat is not moving i just think it's asleep it hasn't heard me and i'm like you know sometimes i look at cleo and i think cleo's dead so like it's fine sometimes when cleo i don't know if she's in here yeah she's not in here but sometimes when cleo is asleep like it's you gotta look for the stomach rising and falling or else she looks dead um anyway uh i come up upon this cat this cat is still not moving I reached down to touch it. Nothing, nothing. It doesn't move. It doesn't do anything. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I don't think it's breathing. That's super not breathing. I come around to where I can see its face and its eyes are open and empty, just staring and like, oh, it really upset me. And Jordan, I really had, I stood there for about five minutes debating with myself if I could pick up the dead cat body and bring it back to my office because I felt so bad leaving it there. Like, I felt awful. I was, like, almost in tears at the idea of leaving it there. But I knew if I brought a dead cat back to my office, all of my coworkers were going to be like, and what the fuck? <laughs> like For so
0: many reasons. Because, like, not even the fact that, oh, one of our newer employees just bust in with a dead cat she found on the side of the road. Like, not even getting into what that is going to
1: make them start thinking. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, like, what do you want us to do with this <laughs> dead cat? What are that- you with it are you gonna bury it now like what are you
0: doing it's not like you're it's not like it was choking and you're like somebody please save the cat like it was dead
1: yeah there was nothing anyone could do and like so I left it there and I went back and I was like okay there are there are like a lot of the people that work for my company are like around our age they're younger but there are some like what I call adults where it's like people with children and I was like I'll go ask I'll go ask them like what I should do because I feel like I should do something like you there's a dead cat on the sidewalk like something needs to be done here also what i fucking hate about myself is as i am walking back to my office the raccoon story from greg miller is just playing in my brain
0: (laughs) What do you thought maybe what this cat was playing possum and like was gonna be rabid
1: no oh no i got very the cat was absolutely dead i made sure of it um Well, no, because I work right near an animal hospital, so if I had, like, gone up to the cat and realized it was, like, in the process of dying, I absolutely would have gone full-on saving Private Ryan, thrown that cat over my shoulder, and run down the, like, four or five blocks, whatever it is, to the animal hospital, and been like, I just found this cat, you have to save it. (laughs) Like, um... Absolutely. I know how to do CPR on cats. Like, ooh, if it was alive, I would have tried to, like, assist it. But, um, hi, Miss Weech.
0: Yeah, no idea how I go about doing CPR on a cat.
1: You can look it up. There are ways. If you are a pet owner, I mean, you're not a pet owner, but if you are a pet owner, you can look up how to do CPR on your pets. Is it the same way as doing it on a baby?
0: Where, like, you sit them on your knee and you use your thumbs?
1: Um, depending. For cats and, like, small dogs, kind of. And it's that you, like, hold their snoot closed. So that you're forcing all the air into their nose.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not the stuff um, with babies.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, that's kind of the gist. Like, I mean, if you you Google it, there are there are like charts that'll show you what it looks like. Yeah, I don't. It's not that I'm
0: cruel. I just feel like if I came across an animal that was like already dead or in the process, and I didn't know anything about it, I'd be afraid that it was going to be carrying some disease.
1: Well, okay, so this is the other thing that I told my mother, is that as I am kneeling over this cat trying to decide what to do, um, I also realized that Cleo had fleas for a period of time last year, or two years ago, and it was fucking awful. <laughs> they were a bitch to get rid of. I had to give her a ton of baths. It was fucking awful. And I was like, this looks like the stray that hangs out in our parking lot at my job. It may have fleas and I don't want to bring them home to Cleo. And like me touching yeah. the cat, I may not give anything to myself, but there are things that I could bring home to Cleo. So I was like I really can't touch this cat. Um so I go back in, I like scrub my arms and hands like, you know, early days of COVID when you were using burning hot water and going all the way up to your elbows. And then I went into my office and I was like, so I just found a dead cat and, like, I don't know what to do. Please assist. <laughs> um, and somebody was like, oh, you can probably call Animal Control. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so I Google it and, like, Animal Control was like, yeah, if you're unfortunate enough to find a, a dead animal, like, call us and we'll come get it. So I call Animal Control at 1030 on Thursday morning call animal control they're like okay i tell them exactly where the cat is the cross street what it is in front of what the cars near it looked like telling them exactly where it is i go out for my next walk at three something that afternoon and the cat is still there i am upset all over again and i'm like okay like I mean, I guess, but I called like five hours ago. I feel like they should be here by now. Like, da-da-da-da. you don't know what calls
0: they got that day. Maybe somebody showed up with like an alligator and they're like, well, now this is our priority.
1: Still, I just, I feel like somebody should get the day. Di- this is going to traumatize a toddler or a senior walking out of the senior center. Um, And then we are all leaving at like five thirty, six 6 o'clock heading home. The cat is still there. The next day. One of my other coworkers, who doesn't work in my office a ton comes in and is like, yeah, last night I was coming in here for dinner and there was like a, a dead cat on the sidewalk. I was like, I know they finally picked it up at some time on Friday morning. But I feel like that was like a really long time to leave the dead cat body there. Yeah, probably. Like, especially we have a lot of crows in this area. Do you know what a crow can do to a dead body? Like, fuck. Maybe it a um, roadkill. Yeah, it's gross. But yeah, so that just, you know, really, <laughs> really ruined my week. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, I'm a psychopath, so I've gotten into like episode 55 of the first campaign of Critical Role. Wow. To be fair, I started at episode 25 because I've watched Legends of Vox Machina and... So I knew I knew everything up to that point already. I I watched, yeah, know, the show, and it's pretty. The Briarwood arc in Critical Role in their first campaign is almost shot for shot what the first season of the show is, with the exception of a couple of episodes. Um, but yeah, I just it's become my like thing to listen to while I work because like it like fits that it holds my attention and it's interesting. But if I miss a couple of things, it's not the end of the world.
0: Yeah. Like I uh, told you, I think I'm going to try to finish the the, the Hyperforce RPG that I was listening to earlier this mm-hmm. year or, or later last year before I, I start getting into a Critical Role like you're recommending just because I'm at least familiar enough with that fandom and canon and already halfway into that campaign. Uh-huh. And it's a simpler campaign in like mechanics before I dive into like a straight up D&D with a bunch of D&D, like, people who, like, know it so well. And this is a game
1: that they've been playing. The first campaign is a game that they had been playing for years, even before the stream started. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just have which to, like... is why I, like, was watching videos of all these people on YouTube and TikTok of people being like, honestly, if you want to get into Critical Role, just watch the first season of Legends of Ox Machina. And, then... and now watch the second season, because the second season just dropped and covers the whole Chroma Conclave arc. Um, and then just jump in. The only thing that I think you get more out of the D&D is, mild spoilers, but Vecna is a big bad later on in Critical Role, in the first campaign, the Legends Box Mach Machina campaign. And you get more of, like, who that is sprinkled in throughout the Briarwood and Chroma Conclave gotcha. arc. Gotcha. Like, I didn't know Vecna was going to be a part of it until I got to that in the actual D&D campaign. They don't really talk about it in the anime. Which I think is probably partly because <laughs> it came out around the same time as the fourth season of Stranger Things. Which in Stranger Things, they just call all of the monsters they fight D&D names. Um...
0: Yeah, I was gonna joke. I was like, I thought Vecna was from Stranger Things because I don't watch Stranger Things. I so heard I've never about it. So the Demogorgon,
1: Demodogs, the Mind Flayer, Vecna—that's all shit from D and D. Oh, Demi- these- okay. I didn't know yeah. that
0: Demodorgon was from D and D.
1: Yeah, and it's because like what it is is basically like they're playing a campaign that revolves around the Demogorgon right before Will gets kidnapped in the first kidnapped in the first season. And so when they start seeing these monsters that kind of look like these D&D things, it's just what they call them. Because it's like, we all play D&D. We all understand this reference. So if I say to you, this is like the mind flayer, you get what I'm talking about without me having to explain it.
0: And it's like, I I think it's, I don't know, if me and you came across some fucking underground portal to hell. And like, you know, little beetle aliens started crawling out of it. I mean, you were like, oh yeah, we'll just... Gonna call them the Chitari because we don't know what these things it are. Works. I don't know. Like in our it brain works. it works. Yeah. I don't know what the proper like Latin name of this species fucking is.
1: Yeah. Like so because like in D, Vecna is a fictional character, uh, that is one of the greatest villains in the D&D franchise, a once human king, um, who's now basically ascended to like being a god, I guess, and he's like this scary god of the undead and like can like whisper in people's ears and like all this kind of stuff and so yeah when they get a russian telepathic science experiment that can kind of do the same thing i mean i guess he's not russian he's american but you get this weird science experiment that can kind of do the same thing it's like we all understand you know if we call him vecna we're all on the same page here (laughs)
0: So when you said God of the undead, I just, my mind went to that Drake and Josh meme where they just block out the different, when Josh goes, I do not control the speed at which lobsters die. Uh, and then people, yes. they just block out different words to control the, to, to, to make I do jokes not about, control the
1: lobsters. I do not control. The die. The I control die. the
0: speed of the die. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, just, they describe like four different Greek gods. Uh,
1: yeah. No, I do know what you're talking about.
0: Meme is um, never not funny to me. Drake and Josh, never not funny to me.
1: No, it's a it's a, it's a a good show. It's a good... Also, I really... I think I've said this to you before. Josh Peck's book is really good. Yeah. I, I saw
0: clips of his uh, podcast that he was doing with Hillary Duff, which I'm sure they were doing just because they are now co-stars on How I Met Your Father. But, like, they were actually talking about the whole child star industry and, like, the differences that he went through and she went through, both probably just, like... In age and gender, but also, like, the Nick versus the Disney life and aspect.
1: And, like, if I remember correctly, Hillary Duff's home life, even before she became a child star, was relatively...
0: Was it bad? Because I know his was stable. bad. I, oh, yeah, hers was more stable, and his was, like, I know his dad was never in his life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, because he didn't want to be like not like you know yeah it's i had an affair when i slept with your mom and i have a whole other family that i don't want knowing about you yeah um
0: i feel like the only thing that would have made his dad more scummy is when josh peck became famous as a child and he was like well now i do want to be in your life
1: yeah um Yeah, her parents are just, like, I mean, her mom is a film producer now, but, like, her parents were just, like, people. Yeah. Like, they weren't anything.
0: Yeah. She was also, like, before, I think, the bigger Disney Channel stars that, like, we think of now.
1: And they didn't make her sing?
0: Yeah, she actually talked about how she wanted to sing, and Disney was kind of like,
1: eh. Yeah, she, and that, they weren't full into that, okay, we hire people that can star in shows, be a personality, and we'll drop music and go on tours. She wasn't, like, part of that yet.
0: Yeah. Whereas, like, now, it's like, you gotta be quadruple threats for Disney to even look at you.
1: Yeah, although I feel like they backed off that, too, because, like, <laughs> yeah. Olivia Rodrigo isn't signed with Disney. Yeah, that's true. And neither is Josh Bassett, which I think, honestly, with what he's been up to lately, that uh, Disney is like, honestly, thank God. <laughs> yeah, um, they,
0: I, th- I think they more ended up in the like, hey, we're going to be on a musical show. Clearly, there's musical talent in us, and so other people hired them. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, not like when and like literally- she
1: had been in fucking Bizarre Vark or whatever with Jake Paul before High School I musical, can musical. Forget about serves. that
0: fucking show. That's
1: probably a good. I mean, yeah, that was past
0: our time. And it was weird. It was weird. I don't even know what it was about. And I don't want to know. Don't don't fill me in. Don't give me the plot synopsis.
1: Oh, no, I wasn't going to... All I was going to give you is that it was like Disney trying to make iCarly. Ooh. Yeah, like that's essentially... It's essentially they saw how well iCarly was doing and Car- iCarly was ending. So they were like, what if in 2016 we air a show... That is kind of a rip of a show that came out years ago. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what? Didn't Nick basically
0: try to copy the Hannah Montana format with Big Time Rush? Um, it's not, not as mo- he, it's not as much of a one to one because it's like a boy band versus a solo <clears throat> girl. Sorry but I just it, I think I think in the sense that like the show is named after the band and the music in the show is like real music that they were making.
1: Yeah, I, it just gets into, like, I don't know how much you watch Hannah Montana, but, like, her wanting to be a normal girl was, like, a full-on part of, like, the overall characterization of the show. I watched a lot of Hannah Montana, don't worry. I mean, I don't know. Like, I really, I really don't know how that works. Because, like, as an adult looking at, like, gender roles that are assigned to children, I would be like, boys would absolutely think that, like, Hannah Montana was stupid. So like I don't know.
0: I had three sisters and then also like I don't know. It was a it was a big enough thing that you kind of couldn't avoid it. Plus like, you know, um Robbie and uh Jackson. No. Oliver, right?
1: Yep, Oliver. Jackson's the real name of someone? No, Jackson is the brother. The guy who played Jackson was a 30-something-year-old man named uh, Jason Earls. And yes. uh, Mitchell Musso played Oliver. And he, when Hannah Montana ended, was given another show that he then got fired for because Disney found out what he was doing with underage fans and was like, no, 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 no.
0: Yikes. No
1: more. <laughs> no more. Yeah. And then Jason Earls got the karate show,
0: which I never watched. He's a karate was show? Like... He, yeah, it was like, like Johnny, Johnny karate, karate? No, it was
1: uh, it was called Kicking It. It was like on Disney XD. It was like a oh, it was in the boy. It was on the boys Disney Channel.
0: Yeah, the B- Disney Channel for me. Tell men. me that
1: that's not what Disney
0: XD was. Kinda. No, you're right.
1: Well, it was because yeah, Disney yeah. XD is where Mitchell Mus M- Mitchell Mus Mitchell Musio Mitchell Musio Mitchell Miso, Miso. Um, never forget when he tried to make music too. Yeah, um, oh, I loved his music when I was a tween. Yeah, because yeah, there was like an anime block on Disney XD at one point.
0: Well, because wasn't Jetix the precursor to Disney XD?
1: Uh, let me see here.
0: Because Jetix, I remember, is like where the is like where Power Rangers would air when it was in Disney's hands.
1: Um. Oh wow, this was not helpful okay i have no idea it doesn't say either way on the wikipedia page it just says no it just says disney xd was launched on february 13th uh 2009 at 12 a.m eastern with the phineas and ferb episode dude we're getting the band back together being the first the show best to air and air and the, channel. the best phineas and ferb episode. the best phineas and ferb episode of course yeah jetx
0: um, is a children's entertainment brand that went from 2004. Oh, the
1: network took over the channel space of Toon Disney, an animation-focused channel that debuted in April 18th, 1998, which eventually launched the live-action animation block called JetX. So okay. JetX wasn't the channel, it was just a block. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's. It was it was weird,
0: like, later on it became its own channel, but then, like, Nick did that too, where, like, T-Nick became its own channel, and Nicktoons became their own channel once we got, like, a bi- billion channels.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't mind me. I'm just spilling coffee on myself.
0: No, it's fine. I don't remember what JetX aired other than Power Rangers. I'm going to be honest.
1: Um. Oh, I remember. Now that I'm looking at this logo, I remember this logo. Yeah, he was like a little guy. <laughs> what a terrible description. Like, what a non-helpful
0: <laughs> description. It, it was, okay, for people who are listening, it is a circle <laughs> with two ears, one eye. It's like always making a winky face and then two little legs.
1: And no mouth. He's just a... Yeah, he's just a little fella. And his like, like ears s- and legs are an X. Like, that's the point. Yeah. He's like he a like
0: steer s- on an X. He would, like, skate in the corner and he was cool.
1: Yeah, because Jet X replaced um, Fox Kids. <laughs> and then Disney ended up with it. Because Fox Kids was when we had 4Kids uh, Entertainment, which is how I watched uh, Tokyo Mew Mew as a child. 4Kids Entertainment was a time.
0: We're talking Animaniacs, Pokemon, Mega Man, Batman Beyond.
1: Programming. Um, oh, God. It's big enough that it has its own page. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. This is why I knew uh, of Jet I just unlocked a memory I didn't know I had is anymore. It, is there it because was of a f-
0: which? Yes. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, and-
1: Yes, it's because of which. I forgot about this show. I wonder if I can find this anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I forgot how much this. of this was like... See, okay, so this is why I didn't... Disney XD was probably like the boys Disney, but to me, Jet came off more as a competitor to Cartoon Network's Toonami.
1: I don't know what if that is because I wasn't allowed to watch Cartoon Network.
0: Okay, so like there was a block of Cartoon Network that would air like the hour before before Adult Swim, where it was basically how a bunch of people got exposed to anime and like I'm I'm dropping like the oh anime's for Weeb's bit here. Like I'm just I'm being yeah. serious. And there was it was like it was a robot who was like today we're wa-. and it was like where Dragon Ball Z and Naruto would air at night on Cartoon Network. And so JetX always felt like it was more competitor to that.
1: It's not available to stream anywhere. Come on, Disney. Give me Witch and give me House of Mouse, and then I'll never talk shit about you again. Oh, I forgot. I loved this show. I loved this show.
0: Yeah, I never really watched it.
1: It... I actually can't say if it holds up or not because I don't really remember, but like I yeah. love I'd action figures, like I loved it. It was like an emo winks club and it was everything I needed.
0: The thing is I also didn't watch the one right under it, which is Adam, which is also a uh, acronym like which, and I assume what? One was the guy branded show and one was the girl branded show, even though no, they don't exist in the same were, universe. No.
1: They weren't in a shared universe, but they were made by the same French animation. Company. Yeah, yeah, they gave off the same vibes. Yeah, and there, uh, there, because there is a girl in Adam, but it was like a superhero show versus like a Winks Club show. <laughs> um, I didn't watch Adam much, but like I knew what it was. Um, good lord. What caught your attention? I can see the little cogs in your brain turning. <laughs> okay, so I'm under the Jetix
0: play, and there's a lot of like Saban's around the world in 80 Dreams, Saban's Adventures of Oliver Twist, and then I saw Saban's Adventures of the Little Mermaid. But that's not the same as the Little Mermaid cartoon. No, which slapped, by the way. Yeah, I just, I just didn't know Saban ever made anything besides Power Rangers. Not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised that they made Oliver Twist.
0: That yeah, that was also one that stuck out to me. Do
1: you? Ever feel like Oliver Twist? As we have gotten older, is just falling further and further out of pop culture. When we were children, it was pushed as like a fun kids' story. Here, I I have seen an actual production of Oliver. Same, and I've been in it three
0: times. You see, I saw it as like a teen, and so I was like, oh, it's literally just Annie, but in the past, like further in the past, and in England,
1: and. In Daddy it's Warbucks darker. doesn't actively try to exploit Annie. <laughs>
0: okay, it's, it's, it's definitely like, dark, it's definitely like, Annie was like, hey, let's try to polish up Oliver for the American audience.
1: Yeah, let's make this not depressing as fuck, because it's depressing as shit until the last, like, 30 minutes when his grandfather finds him. Spoilers for yeah. Oliver, but...
0: <laughs> At this point, Oliver feels more like a fairy tale than it does like a piece of literature. I don't well, know if that makes sense.
1: No, because this is where I'm going is I remember Oliver being one of the big ones that like they publish a lot of like... um abridgments for kids and i remember being there being one when i was a kid so there was the oliver and company movie which is a disney movie that retells oliver twist with music by billy joel and oliver is a cat and everybody else is dogs it's a very cute movie i highly recommend is it kind of like
0: and i know that you like this movie so you might not like this comparison but is it kind of like how they made robin hood with dogs they were like let's just make oliver twist with animals as well
1: you mean that they made Robin Hood with, with just animals? They're not just dogs.
0: I've only There's ever only seen like the one co- dog
1: in that movie. <laughs>
0: I've only ever seen the fucking cover, and I'm sorry. He's a fox. <laughs> Can you not tell that he's a fox? Is a fox not
1: dog adjacent? No, I actually think they're more uh, closely related to cats. Interesting. Like, that's not even a joke. I'm like 99% sure that we like found out within the last like 15 years that they're not really canines. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I could be misunderstanding something. And I also could be like, that could just be something my brain created. Like, I don't know. But um, there was a book series. Yeah, we no, foxes
0: are canines.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe it's, there's some animal that we learned like within the last 10 years is more closely related to a cat than a dog. And I don't remember which one it was. I, I, can, conf-
0: I can confirm that it's not foxes, wolves, ja- or jackals.
1: Those hyenas? are all under the K9. Cat or dog. No. Okay, hyenas are neither. They're just their own thing. That's fun. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> see, sometimes
0: I see pictures of hyenas of hyenas and I'm like, "Wow, The Lion King really wasn't exaggerating with no, what these things look No, they're
1: fucking weird looking. Like they are so weird.
0: It just, it's like they're always under static electricity. Why is his hair up like that?
1: They just, they are so strange looking. And the noise they make, like, that laughing noise they make is legitimately off-putting. But anyways, Oliver Twist. Um, there was a book that it's not the Animorphs. It's not that shit. But, like, the dog, it's like a dog was Oliver Twist. And this was, like, a series where this dog would be main ca- a main character in, like, an abridged version of a classic. Dog version of Oliver Twist book because I just remember this like Jack Russell Terrier on the cover dressed as like a 17th century orphan yeah wishbone classics did you guys have these in your school library
0: no I cannot say I did
1: yes but you A do you see what I mean by it is literally just like a Jack Russell Terrier dressed as like a
0: yes yes child also, like, the stories they gave this dog yeah dude i'm seeing joan of arc frankenstein tom sawyer and no they did he, moby dick they did dr jekyll and mr hyde as well which i don't know much about that is that even for kids
1: no it's super fucking dark so is moby dick like that's what i mean is that like they pick these books that are like really strange and then there was a television show like because i remember there being like i don't know if it was a movie or tv show but it was like the dog that's like on the cover was it just like dressed as robin hood and some shit um yeah there was like a wishbone tv series and it starred a dog named soccer and they did like don quixote and all this shit it was weird as fuck
0: very weird (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm glad that I can can introduce you to the... This is what we
0: had in my... um. I can't say much. I showed you what Challenge Showdown was, and you still insist that was a fever dream I've had. So, like...
1: Yeah, but these sh- were, like, in my... Catholic school library, which just feels like a a weird... I mean,
0: considering the first one that popped up on Google for me was Joan of Arc, I was like, I see why this was in a Catholic
1: school. Here's the thing. As somebody who went to Catholic school for nine years, I don't know shit about Joan of Arc. (laughs) Like, I feel like I I should, too. Like, I know she was like a 13-year-old girl who, like, died for God or some shit like that. But beyond that, like... I think she's just so connected to, like,
0: France. One, she was like nineteen. Oh. Not
1: like thirteen. But yeah, I Did think she's she was so start doing her thing when she was thirteen, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, she's she was so like young with... though. They like just straight up kind of murdered a child. Yeah, yeah she later so testified that she, when France. she was thirteen, a figure she identified as Saint Michael surrounded by angels appeared to her in a garden. That's where I got the the thirteen thing. <laughs> Wild, absolutely wild. Um But yeah, we I remember though they did show us a movie where we watched a child get uh I don't know if it was Joan of Arc or somebody else, but these three girls get like boiled to death in oil because they claim that the Virgin Mary came to them or some shit like that. Don't make that face. Like I don't know what to tell you. The movies they show you when you go to Catholic school are weird.
0: Like Was it was it virgin olive oil?
1: oh my god um
0: what is it too soon for the fictional dead kids
1: but that's the thing is i don't think it was fictional oh where three girls die for seeing the virgin mary google is gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> Oh, the movie, yeah, The Miracle of Our Lady Fatima. It came out in the 50s, based on the true events of 1917 when three Portuguese children shared a miraculous uh, vision of the Virgin Mary.
0: I didn't make it up. (laughs) I went to CCD, and we watched weird films there, too. Like, there's, I don't know what they showed us, but it was, like, a, a, a kid who, like, I think he, like, stole from, like, a, a general store or something and then felt such guilt about it in the middle of the night he like got up went to his desk and like they like just show him drawing because like he wasn't wanting to be an artist and when he gets up he just drew like an incredibly accurate pencil sketch of jesus <laughs> i'm not why? Making this. like why the guilt <laughs> came to him and god was like i'm gonna speak to you through your own drawing
1: so god <laughs> spoke to this child through his own art to be like jesus is watching you sh- so you shouldn't steal. Oh my god, wait, not this has nothing to do with Jesus. This just has to do with movies I was shown in middle school. Were you ever shown the anti-drinking movie um thing in middle school where it's about teen- a teenage boy who he gets drunk and drives and murder accidentally kills one of his classmates in a drunk driving accident? And he gets in like huge trouble for it. And then when they're in court the girl that he killed their parents are like we want this like million dollar payout that he has to make in a hundred dollar increments every day so that they can force this kid to think about what he did every day and he it like fucks him up so bad mentally that he writes out like an entire year worth of checks and tries to deliver them and the dad straight up of the girl who died Straight Says, up, no, will I want not you to come to my house because every I want day. you to have to remember this every day. I don't want in 20 years that you like forget that you did this and then one day get behind the wheel and kill your family. And that's really dark. And like the movie just ends with no, like, Conclusion. like that's just his life now.
0: No, um, see, in middle school, a lot of our don't do drugs or don't have sex videos came from our home ec teacher showing
1: us early 80s Degrassi even better i love that i also don't However, know as somebody who has watched all of degrassi i feel like they never actually have to pay the consequences for underage drinking i mean yeah the drinking they
0: kind of yada yada but then like our lesson on why not to do lsd is like that one kid jumped off a bridge because he didn't think it was that far off the ground and then all the girls that watched current degrassi is like isn't that the principle now and the teacher was like yeah shut up just watch this version
1: no that's not the principle now that's not who jumps over. It's just no, Emma's, Emma's his, actual his biological father. Yes, his friend. But the one who goes, because you, they brought that guy back for an episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, because that the guy. The one who jumps
0: over the bridge and has like permanent brain damage?
1: Yeah, because that guy is the one who got Spike pregnant. Pregnant.
0: Yeah, that I know.
1: And so that's Emma, who is one of the main characters in Degrassi, The Next Generation. That is her father. Like, and her mom doesn't really talk about her dad. And so when she finds out, like, where her father is and why it happened and all of this shit, like, she... And then she goes to see him and then he comes to their house and, like, holds Snake at gunpoint because he's, like, very mentally unwell. Like...
0: I can't believe Spike and Snake are the
1: characters that got together. Yeah. And then Darcy accuses Snake of assaulting her because she was... Essayed, but by somebody she didn't know, and she's not handling it right, and so she tries to have sex with Snake, and Snake is like, "Whoa, no, 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 we're not doing that this." Clip as
0: well, not in middle school. I've just seen it around the internet. Yeah, and what, then
1: what? I always found uh, Snake sexier than a panther. Is the exact line I will remember that till the day I die. <laughs>
0: as for the as for the drunk driving thing. And I don't think I've ever told you this and I feel like you're going <laughs> to, this is going to be another one of your, you went to a weird high school, Jordan, that you like to do. One of the things they used to do, but around prom time was like kids that were like in drama club would like volunteer. Yes, we
1: did this too. Okay, I refused to be in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're like, they'd volunteer to like, they'd, they'd have two cars that they got from the fire department that were already trashed. They'd flip one over in the parking lot. They'd like. Basically, dress these kids up as they they though they've went through a horrible car crash, and they were like, "Imagine if one of your classmates killed another one of your classmates." Like, you have to watch it. I know we did this, but for some reason, when it came time for our prom, I think they went, "Hey, that's a little overboard," and so they just brought in a man who was a victim of a drunk driving crash, like survived. Obviously, they didn't bring in a corpse, but
1: like, <laughs> God, I, yeah, I assumed.
0: You know, he had um. Uh, brain injuries and physical injuries from it and was kind of just like talking to us about his life and you know the lesson was like don't drink and drive
1: so here's the thing um Ketchum did that but around when I was like a sophomore they stopped asking the kids who were in the actual drama club to do it because they wouldn't because they all drank like fish um So, like, it started being, did you guys have the sad club at SPAC? Students Against Drunk Driving? No. We did, and it was all the straight-edge kids were in it. And so they ended up being the ones that did it. And you had to go stand outside and watch a fake drunk driving accident. And, like, why it was dumb to us, too, is our prom was at West Point. We got breathalyzed three times on the way in. Nobody was sneaking alcohol in a prom. They searched your car, they searched the limo, and you took a breathalyzer three times throughout the night. Like, it is not physically possible on West Point to, like, for us so to be I, underage drinking. That shit was happening when we had gone home to parties.
0: So I'm going to have to ask my sister about that because her prom was at West Point. And I'm, she never mentioned any of that. So part of me is when was like, did your school just breathalyze all of you guys three times?
1: It was the West Point, like, military guys and it's because of jay it's because of the other school in my district they used to have their prom at west point and then they fucking trashed the hotel room that they got at the fair and trashed the venue and they're not allowed to have their prom there anymore yeah and catch them put like the fear of god in us that if we ever did that we'd be like that they would just like cancel our prom it wouldn't be like oh we're moving it but if any of you guys do that there just won't be a prom anymore
0: as far as I know, there was no crazy prom stories in the grades above us, so everything for our proms went kind of, like, normal.
1: You also went to a smaller school than me, though. Yeah. Kid tried to strip naked at my prom. Good for him. Yep, in the middle of the dance floor. And he was surrounded by other people, so, like, he the was teachers go- he trying was... to get to him, trying to get him to stop taking off his clothing were struggling. Was, was
0: he going to college for a Magic Mike scholarship?
1: No, but he was a football player. I hope that paints the image in your head of this entire situation.
0: He was like, hey, listen, football doesn't work out or I get a bum knee, can't go pro. This body's going to be useful for something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was just like this. He was like my height, really stocky. um, And he wore uh, black tux with a pink vest and a pink bow tie. And at one point in the night, he was wearing his tux pants, the vest and the bow tie. (laughs) And that was it. Literally. Honestly, Literally don't know what happened though. to the jacket or the button down, but, you know.
0: <laughs> they were in the back of his mom's Honda Odyssey that he got to use for the night. <laughs> yeah. Um. I laugh and ask as if my mom didn't have a minivan for a majority of my life.
1: Yeah, my mom got rid of the minivan once I was, like, out of eighth grade. Yeah, Probably there because was Because she got in a car accident and the minivan was totaled, but, um, um, you know. That
0: too. But, yeah, there was only two of you, so, like. Yeah. My family needed the minivan a bit longer.
1: Um, Sorry, I'm looking. <laughs> You're still looking, looking at the JEDEX lineup? No, at the Wishbone episodes that they did, like, The Odyssey and Romeo and Juliet.
0: <laughs> we watched the 1960s Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade. Ooh, what a
1: great movie.
0: I wasn't in... I had the same teacher as other kids, but in one of the other like periods where she was doing the same thing, she like got distracted and forgot to cut away from the the nudity scene in time. And, I, you know, every kid in class was hype <laughs> or every boy in that class was just very hype. Yeah. like, oh yeah, we're seeing titties in school. And like, she was like, no, and like trying to cover it up, but it was a smart board. So then it would just pro- project onto her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. She was a hot teacher too. I watched that movie when I was like ten with my mom and my sister. Fun, yeah. Well, because my mom loves that movie, we own it. Like my mother has it on VHS. Yeah. Um, she loves that movie. Uh, and my sister you have to remember when I was like 10, my sister was in high school. So, so she, she was, was reading, reading Romeo it. and Juliet, yeah. And my mom was like, "Do you want to watch this movie?" And Cam was like, "Yeah, sure." And then my mom was like, "Lear, want to watch with us?" And I was like, "Sure." And I got bored about halfway through it because like I didn't really understand what was going on. Yes. <laughs> like, I also
0: I feel like there's a difference in letting a girl see a topless scene than a room full of teenage boys see a topless scene.
1: And, like, not even because of, like, oh, you shouldn't be seeing titties. It's just you're going to be annoying about it. Yeah,
0: because we don't get to see a lot of titties at that age. Um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, Probably rightfully so, but, like, you know. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, ah, it's, uh, I just, the one scene I really clearly remember isn't even the sex scene. It's when Romeo gets banished for killing Tybalt. Yeah, for killing Tybalt. No, he kills him later. Killing. I only
0: re- I only remember the boobs. Be- I'm gonna be straight with you. He Do you kills... not remember any other part of that movie.
1: I think he kills. Who Romeo kills somebody? Yeah, either re- kills Tybalt or re- Merc-
0: Mercutio, right? Like he kills one of them for killing the other. I just forget who he- belongs to which side. Mercutio
1: is his BFF. So and... then, yeah, he kills Tybalt. Yeah. Um. I yeah, that was what I couldn't remember because oh, I know what it is. I'm confusing it with. This is, okay, I'm about to take you on a journey. I was in Romeo and Juliet, or senior year of high school, right? Um, The guy who played Paris, the man that Julia is supposed to marry, and the guy who played Tybalt were boyfriends. (laughs) And so I couldn't remember if he, and and Romeo kills both Tybalt and Paris. He kills Paris later on. And so I couldn't remember which one he killed first.
0: I'm going to have to tell you something off air. Oh, well, God. actually, no, I, I can say it now. I'm just not going to use names. That's fine. I didn't use names. I went... When I was in community college, I met two people you went to high school with, and I thought they were dating, and they weren't. They were just best friends. So in my head, when you said that these two actors were dating, I was like, maybe it was
1: them. Yeah, no. Um, also... I love the description for this Wishbone Romeo and Juliet because it's found without his collar. Wishbone is taken to the pound where he falls in love with a female dog named Rosie. After being rescued, he conspires to lose his collar again to get back to his love. Meanwhile, Sam, Wishbone's owner, also falls in love with Rosie and seeks to adopt her. Weird. Um... And then, why were they like
0: hey let's tell these classic <laughs> stories but with a dog
1: and then well what i enjoy is the episode bone of arc which is a it sounds like a porno and I was B, gonna say, it sounds
0: it sounds like the, the porn
1: parody of joan of arc which absolutely exists i'm on it um please don't
0: please don't i'm not gonna share my screen
1: I don't even think you can do that on Zencaster. Thank
0: God. Okay. I search bone of arc and all I get are the wishbone episodes.
1: Interesting. But I like that the description on Wikipedia where I'm going with this for this Joan of Arc retelling is just Sam joins the boys soccer team. Lee Aaron. What? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I found. Hold on. I just have what to see. What is happening? This... <laughs> Use your words. <gasps> Come on. <laughs> Well, before I... Okay. I found a BuzzFeed article. (laughs) Because Wishbone uses a lot of bone puns. Is this Wishbone or is this porn?
1: Oh, I love this. Wait, can we take it?
0: (laughs) Yes. It doesn't... All the pictures are no longer available. And I'm assuming they were pictures of the Wishbone episode and then like a generic pornographic screenshot. Frankenbone. Is that the the Frankenstein Wishbone telling or is that the, the porn parody?
1: Okay, this was one of the ones we owned, so I know Frank and Bone is is Wishbone.
0: Correct. Okay, Moonbone.
1: That's got to be a porno. What could that be a retelling of? No, it's Wishbone season two, based on Wilkie
0: Collins' no scratching detective novel, The Moonstone. Oh. Okay, uh, Bone Appetit, but it's bon Bone B O N E.
1: Well, yeah, because it's really Bon Appetit, not bone. <laughs> I got that it was B O N E when you said bone. I, I forget you forget what the correct pronou-
0: pronunciation is.
1: My God, um, hmm. that's okay. That is because it's not like they're retelling Ratatouille, you know. Like, but that also seems like a really fancy name for a porno.
0: They could all be pretending to be French. Let's guess the porno.
1: Yeah, because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what yeah. that would. It, it, is, it is
0: I just like how I go, you know, when you click on, like, the first one. It goes, yes, it's Wishbone, season two. And it, like, tells you the origin. This one for Bone Appetit goes, correct, it's porn. Like, there is no further discussion. We're not going there. <laughs> uh, bone of Arc, we already discussed. We, already we, know that's that's, of arc. we know that's Wishbone. Okay. Romancing the bone.
1: That sounds like you're like snake charming someone's dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which probably exists, but like, cause there's, I feel like there, you know, there's porn for everything, but, um,
0: Oh yeah. Cause I've always just wanted somebody to like, I don't
1: know pl- what the pl- dog
0: pl- recorder. would,
1: I don't know what the dog would be romancing though.
0: It's porn based very loosely on the novel, romancing the stone.
1: Oh God! Well, now I need to know what that is. Hang on, romance. Well, ro- romancing. Now, romancing
0: the stones actually a novel, so like, don't expect anything too weird to pop up.
1: Oh, it's a series. Oh my God! There's a movie version starring Danny DeVito. It's an action adventure romantic comedy. Um, wait, is this based on the book? Hang on. The
0: Romancing the Stone novel.
1: Yeah, I got to search novel.
0: It looks okay. like Here's it's not Good a very page. big novel and that the movie expanded on it because they're only a year apart. But yeah. That's also a very racy cover.
1: Well, yeah, it's a romance novel. Yeah, uh, I'm on its Goodreads page, and it's um, Joan Wilder is a lonely New York York romance novelist who receives a treasure map mailed to her by her recently murdered brother-in-law on her way to, sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Cartagenga, Colombia, something, to Columbia, um, Joan ends up in the jungle, but is saved by American bird exporter Jack T. Colton. For getting her safely to her destination, Joan promises to pay Jack three hundred and seventy-five dollars.
0: Or one night. All right, number six on this wishbone or porn, we have Rosio. Rosio. That's the Romeo and Juliet one. That's which oh. pond? Yes.
1: Like you get okay. it? You get the pawn.
0: Yes. So I, I don't know why they did that. Because literally the next one is Romeo and Juliet. So
1: yeah, I that's assume that one's the porn. That's a porny. I dream.
0: Although I imagine there's like a million porns based on Romeo and Juliet.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I dream of weenie.
1: That's so funny. That's so fun. Um that feels like something a like 30-year-old or no, like a 50-year-old marketing woman for like Harper Collins or whatever this is in the 80s thought was like a cute dog pun. But it's also oh, really? like I feel like some of these are definitely like the both.
0: Yeah, because I also could see like when was I I dream of genie was on in what? Like the 60s?
1: Yeah, 50s, 60s sometime around there.
0: Yeah, and so, like, in the 80s, like, the person whose sexual awakening was the girl in the little genie outfit became a porn executive. He was like, I know what we're making. Oh, my God. Uh, let's, let's guess with Wishbone.
1: Okay. Is it? I feel like it might be. No, it's porn. Okay. Well. Pantin at the opera. That has to be a porn. If this is a Wishbone novel... Uh, That person should have been fired.
0: It's Wishbone.
1: Uh, Is it a retelling of Phantom of the Opera? Yes. Good. Okay, so is the dog Christine, or is the dog the Phantom? (laughs) Who Who is who in this situation?
0: I don't know. A bone of contention.
1: That is a fake thriller novel in Bones written by one of the main characters. And it is later turned into a movie called The Bone of Contention.
0: Unfortunately, that's not a guess here. It's either porn or wishbone.
1: (laughs) Um, I feel like that has to be wishbone because if if it's a porn name, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Um... A steamy story of crossed swords. That also sounds pornographic. Based on Henry Wadsmith Longfellow's epic poem. Actual swords are like... Peepees. Uh, the Courtship of Miles Standish. It's based off of that. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Hercules Unbound.
1: I'm uncomfy.
0: <laughs> okay, that means I'm um, guessing porn.
1: I... F- I I just feel like there are other other like better titles if you're retelling Hercules with Wishbone.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was porn. Okay. Number 12, Hot Diggity Dog. Dog spelled D-A-W-G.
1: Um <laughs> This is either going to be a problematic porno or wishbone. I think it's wishbone because I can't imagine if people gotta be smarter than naming a porno that.
0: Yes, based on H.G. Wells' insightful account of the wonders of digging, journey to the center of the earth <laughs> would it not would have given
1: me a million <laughs> guesses. <laughs> that is not not what I know.
0: <laughs> no, not what. It, okay, this mm, I'm assuming Wishbones hasn't continued into the modern era. Why? Because number thirteen is Game of Bones.
1: Okay, so Wishbone came out in the 90s where, like, the book Game of Thrones would have been out. However, Game of Bones is a very popular Game of Thrones porno.
0: That is correct. Yeah. It says, Can you guess which HBO series it's based
1: on? I have seen screen caps of this porno because, like, it was memed to shit if you were, like, into Game of Thrones. Russian
0: to the bone.
1: Is this like uh, to Russia with love, but wishbone? I guess. Is that what we're going for? Because again, I just feel like Russian to the bone is a lazy porn name.
0: Russian to the bone is basically my high school experience.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess. (laughs) I was Russian. Yeah, but you didn't. Never mind. (laughs) No. (laughs) sorry i I feel like that part's
0: implied but do you think it's a wishbone or a porn
1: i feel like it has to be wishbone because it's just a shitty porn name correct
0: this one's not even a pun it's based on nikolai golgo's the inspector general okay (laughs) yeah a lot of these uh wishbone titles don't make much sense
1: Okay, I have to... I just... I... God, I'm so uncomfortable. Um, What? I still have the Wishbone page up, and I I have to look something else. I'm I'm trying to look up... Okay, so if you... It's a song? What is this?
0: I'm excited for whatever it is you're about to...
1: So there's a Wishbone episode called... um... Dances
0: with Dogs. What would you assume that's
1: a retelling of? Hello. Dances with Wolves. Which is what I did. But I don't think Dances with Wolves was a book. I don't think it was based on anything. I think it was original to the film. Oh, no. Dances with Wolves is a novel. novel? But it's not the novel that the Wishbone episode is listing them doing a version of they're doing a version of the story of the deathless voice which when i google just seems to be a song that ha- like an a, like a traditional thing that has to do with with indigenous peoples that doesn't take place during the civil war the way dances with wolves does I have no clue, man. And Dances with Wolves was only turned into a novel after Kevin Costner told the author to publish it as a novel. (sighs) He also published a sequel on September 4th, 2001. Which seems like a bad day to publish... Anything. Yeah. So, like, I'm just very confused...
0: Okay, so I'm going through the list of the wishbone episodes because you've unlocked something that I just <laughs> And in season two, The Prince of Wags, they adapted Henry the Fourth, part one.
1: Oh my god, why? What? Joe is elected captain of his basketball team and learns what it means to be a leader. I am assuming that a lot of our listeners have not read Henry IV, but that is not the moral of Henry IV. It is if you only read part one. Oh my god. See, what's
0: weird is I thought they were going to be a lot of Bible stories or Bible no like, like, like
1: that's the thing is that like even though like we had a bunch of these this is what's so weird about the school that i went to is like most people when you talk to them about going to catholic school for like k through eight like i did they watched like a lot of veggie tales and like shit like that we did not watch veggie tales we watched really weird mo- religious movies from the 50s and then our library was not full of like religious books it was like fucking wishbone and series of unfortunate events in harry potter and it's just like what is happening here <laughs> Um, And, like, Shelley Duvall was in one of these episodes. What is happening? What? What are you Googling ferociously?
0: I'm trying to remember. This might be the... I don't know 100% if this is the same series as when the kid stole and drew the picture of Jesus. But another one I remember they showed us in CCD was uh McGee and me. Did you guys McGee watch that in Catholic and school? Me. It oh. it is a little, it's like a little cartoon man who I guess was like the conscious conscience in the in oh, the okay. in the in the boy's head and like the boy's live action.
1: No, I have never seen this before in my life. Oh, but they're all on Pure Flix. Huh? The Christian Netflix? The-
0: I did not know that was a thing. Dude,
1: oh my God. Pure Flix, yeah. They're the ones who make those God is not dead movies that there are like three or four of now.
0: See, Pure Flix also sounds pornographic.
1: (laughs) You can join for your first month for 99 cents with their Easter special right
0: now. (laughs) Oh, I Um, got to binge McGee and me and then cancel the free trial
1: they so yeah because they have shit there's a guy like their founder is this guy named david a.r white and he's in a lot of their like movies um yeah there are sorry there are four god is not dead movies now um and they make no sense
0: yeah i've seen just the trailers for those movies and i'm like cool bro
1: well, because it gets into, like, like the episode that he, the one, the episode, the movie he stars in um as, like, a pastor is the third one called God is Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. And that movie is about, like, a church that's, like, adjacent to a college campus. And so a bunch of kids on the college campus are trying to get it closed because there shouldn't be a church on a college campus, even though... It's that it's happens on all campus. the time. Yeah. And that and it's also like yeah, not it's also not on, on campus. campus.
0: Yeah, and you can't really get mad for something being across the street. I
1: don't and know. And so like a kid throws a brick through the window and the brick perfectly hits a gas line in the basement so when one of the priests goes downstairs to investigate he turns on a broken light bulb which causes a spark in a room that gas has been pour- being poured into so it blows up and he dies and it becomes like this whole fucking thing and it's the weirdest shit legal Eagle did- <laughs> legal Eagle did a video on it, and i watched his whole little recap because i love him <laughs> Um, Wasn't the
0: first movie just about like kids in college, like going up on in front
1: of their class lectures and being like, I think God's real. No, it's okay. So the first one is also a really fucked up argument where the first one is a philosophy teacher walks into a class, his philosophy, like 101 class or some shit like that on the first day. Where you're and-
0: literally some, like, like I, I took a philosophy class in my early days at college where like I was a little bit more religious than I am now. Not in like a shitty way. I was never religious in a shitty way. But, like, I just had more, like, ah, yes, this is something I do on the weekends type thing about it.
1: Yeah. I understood
0: that in philosophy you had to challenge that idea.
1: Yeah, so anyways, um, the professor, it is made clear from the get-go that he is an atheist. And he walks into class on the first day and says, we are never going to be able to get through this class if you do not accept today that God is not dead. So I need all of you right now to write down on a piece of paper... Or I need you to know that God is dead. So right now, before we can even start this class, I need you to write down on a paper that God is dead. Um, And the main character, Josh, who is an evangelical Christian, is like, no, (laughs) I'm not doing that. Um, And so his professor is like, okay... If you're going to prove to me that God is not dead for the rest of the semester, I'm just going to teach about how God is dead and you have to debate with me to prove that he's not, which no philosophy professor is doing. <laughs> um, My
0: philosophy teacher, like allowed people to be like, well, I say this, but like, what would, but like, he, he I don't know, man, like literally philosophy one-on-one, you just kind of have to accept you're going to have a conversation about like, is religion real? And the teacher does not care what you walk out of that room with. But that is like the – I don't think a philosophy professor that is not an atheist exists. If anyone is listening, please reach out. I don't mean to make sweeping generalizations. But like, you know, you go, hey, that's a philosophy professor. See an atheist or not? My money, nine times out of ten, going on atheist.
1: Yeah. Um, so then like – they're having these debates for a while and the kid goes well why do you hate god and the professor like throws his podiums like because god killed my mother and it's whoa <laughs> it's a lot um dean kane is in it it's like a whole fucking thing so that's yeah, the f- dean kane uh the guys from duck dynasty are also in it because they fund like a lot of these movies and then it ends with a Christian rock b- group called the Newsboys playing their song, God Is Not Dead.
0: Love it. Oscar winner.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, also there's an entire subplot where the, another girl in the class, Aisha, who is Muslim, is convinced by Radisson, like by, by the student Josh, that being Muslim is bad and she secretly converts to Christianity and her father beats the shit out of her yikes it's bad like it's really problematic and they just get worse the next one is the one that melissa Joan hart is in like oh no sabrina oh yeah dude she's an evangelical christian did you not know that but she promoted witchcraft for so long (laughs) yeah and then she married an evangelical christian man who went i control your life now and she went okay she it's her and cameras candace cameron burr or like in that realm um, so yeah, so she's in the second one, but it's and Candace she's... Cam... was it Candace Cameron always like that?
0: Because isn't Kirk Cameron her brother? And, like, he always made, like, straight-to-DVD religious movies.
1: Kirk Cameron, who are you? Yeah, that is, um... Let me see. Let me see what... No, he converted... As an adult. Oh. Yeah, he was an atheist until he was in his 20s, and then he became a born-again Christian.
0: So what—oh, let me guess what happened. He didn't get cast in anything except Christian movies. I was like, okay.
1: And, no, he was in growing pains. I mean, with fucking Alan Thicke.
0: But how old was he when he was in that? He was a child star. That's what I mean. I said as he got older. Like, as he got older, he stopped getting cast, and so he was like—
1: No, because, like, Growing Pains was on for a long time. Like, he became a born-again Christian during Growing Pains. And then, like, cut off all contact with the cast. Because there's a Good Morning America interview that was, like, really, like, big when we were in, like, eighth grade where Alan Thicke was, like kirk makes his own choices and for a lot of people it's extreme but like he was also a child star which is not the greatest way to grow up so like i don't want to judge his religious beliefs or his spiritual life like that's his like it's very much alan thick trying to be like none of us really know what's going on with him but i also don't want to offend him (laughs) yeah um and then he stopped getting cast and stuff because part of his, like, conversion to Christianity was he was like, I won't have any on-screen kisses unless my wife is playing the character I'm kissing. Bro. Yeah. Um, and I him and his know. wife have, like, an online, like, marriage course in some shit. It's wild. He's published oh, a I'm sure you course. could learn a
0: lot from that.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, and then... Yeah, so the second one is Melissa Joan Hart is like, an AP history teacher that, like, she starts comparing Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. to the Sermon on the Mount. Which, like, no. Not good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and it's just, like, very weird and like one of the other kids like a couple other kids in the class their parents get mad that she started teaching about Sermon on the Mount in an AP history course Um, and it becomes a huge she gets sued for like the separation of church and state and some shit and like it's That's very weird. weird and they all take place in the same universe because uh, David A.R. White plays the same guy Pastor David Hill in every movie oh so
0: there's like a connected universe
1: yeah like this is like this like very strange world that they've created where like every day a christian is being sued for something stupid it's it's that like christian prosecution mentality thing yeah it's like the whole thing um because like yeah you are teaching a p history in a public school. There's no reason for you to pull out a Bible and be reading about reading from it like no um they're like yeah, your principal got mad at you because you're not <laughs>
0: like you're not supposed to do that
1: yeah um and so then, like in the judge is basically like well, unless you issue an apology um we're gonna strip you of your teaching license which is not really how these things are handled um and then the the thing that's like so crazy about the second one is the the lawyer representing the school board literally the first line of his opening statement to the jury is this lawsuit will prove once and for all that god is dead which, like, that is not how any lawyer anywhere is opening up a, like, talk about a way to fucking uh, alienate the jury. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: What does that even mean? Oh, my God. I hate people that make shit like this. This is the stuff that
1: Gina Carano's in now, right? no she's in the stuff that fucking dave Dave shapiro uh ben shapiro is produced (laughs) but i i I feel like it's all got the same energy that's kind of what i mean yeah it's all like it's that weird like christian like persecution crap and like it's just very strange um and it's just like... And the last one they came out is called we the, God is Not Dead, We the People. And it's about like social services gets called on a group of parents that are homeschooling their kid and like put the whole curriculum together with each other and their pastor. And like somebody calls social services on them and they come in and take the kids because the social... Like the homeschooling isn't sufficient to the like state guidelines. Which is like... Not how that works. <laughs> no. And like, um, Janine Pereiro is in that movie. Like, she plays the judge that this lawsuit gets brought of in course court of. course she is. It's fucking Judge Janine. But like, yeah, like the whole thing is that it's basically like, what you're teaching these kids isn't in line with the state common core, which you are required by law to follow. Which like, yeah. And no one's taking your kids for that. They're just like, hey, you need to do this. <laughs> And, like, you can add in whatever religious shit you want onto it as long as you're following the fucking Common Core. That's how, like, the Catholic school I went to operated. We had to follow the state's, um, like, base education thing um, so that my education would be, like, similar to yours. And then we had added in shit That was, like, religious.
0: Yeah, it's why, like, I understand the standardized testing maybe is not the best form of teaching or education, but it's why I believe in just the concept of, like, a regents exam that goes out to the whole state in the sense of, like, this is the stuff that, at the bare minimum, we need to make the standard. So, like, I don't know if there's a better way to test that that's actually what the kids learned, but... I think that, like, you need to have, like, a baseline For minimum. For
1: creating the curriculum, like, having that baseline shit is helpful. The issue with Common Core was just, because you and I were graduating as Common Core was getting integrated into New York. That's world, what upset was- me.
0: Like, Common Core was not perfect, but the idea behind it of, like, hey, let's try to normalize the curriculum across the board. So that way, like, somebody who goes to a public school in New York versus somebody who went to, like, a private school in Florida are not vastly different in like the stuff that they think are, are real and not real yeah. you know or even public schools from both states it annoyed me that my physics teacher was like well common core is pushing more writing so now i have to give you guys essays and i raised my hand i was like listen i'm not even mad that they're asking for essays in science class now we graduate in six months how much more can they change <laughs>
1: Well, and it's also like, I don't know if they did this for you guys, but um, because I was in AP classes at the end of the year, after we had taken our AP exams, they would come in and be like, we're testing common core tests. And we're trying to figure out if they're like the right level of difficulty, right? And so I was given an English test that was supposed to be meant for common core ninth grade students. And I was somebody who had been in honors and AP English all through high school and had gotten like fives on my AP exam. I failed the test. My entire class did just so, because we didn't understand what the questions were asking us.
0: Yeah. So they did some of the Common Core like pre tests on the grade younger than us mm-hmm. rather than our grade at my school. And yeah, a lot of them were like coming out of that test being like, that was brutal. And I know it's not graded, but holy shit. Yeah. Like it, it's still, I took a hard test and I feel like somehow this is going to come back to haunt me.
1: It was just very like, and it, because then when we went over it to do like the survey thing with our teacher, our teacher was like, well, you all answered like this, but that's not what the question was asking. And I was like, and we were all like, but that's what we thought. it. We all thought it was asking the question. If everyone, <laughs> is
0: con- if everyone is confused, no, something is wrong with the test.
1: Yeah. And that's what it came down to. And like, a, am not trying to sound like an asshole, but like a senior in an AP English exam should be able to pass a ninth grade ninth English grade, test. No, a you're breeze. right.
0: <laughs> no, after the only AP class I took was AP uh, US, because of course I did. Um, (laughs) and my teacher, like you know, we took the APs. He was like, "Hey, you guys just took the AP," and I think APush is like one of the harder APs out there because it's the most commonly taken AP. They like are like, "Hey, we're not going to make that easy." APush
1: and AP European History are the two hardest.
0: And so he was like, "You guys like deserve a break. Like, we'll watch a movie for a week." And after the movie was over, he was like, "Listen, you guys are going to laugh, but the he goes, the AP test is like for college." You need to pass the regents to graduate. And so just by any chance that someone here is at risk of failing that, we are going to go over what, like, the actual literal requirement for you guys to get the hell out of here are. And, like, each day was, like, a different unit, and, like, you'd give us, like, a 10-question quiz. And it was most of us, like, every day those tests would range from 80s to hundreds like nobody was doing bad and everybody would laugh and we'd go over he goes like guys i know but this is actually the part that matters
1: see that's why we ketchum did it very differently where we took our if you were in ap classes you took your regents exam in the january offering see the reason they didn't do that for us and maybe this goes into
0: school size is because they didn't think it would be fair To technically test you on the stuff you hadn't hit yet. Even though it was the basics. Like if you take APUS. Yeah, you're going to learn about like, for example, the Cold War. Because that's like one of the later units. Way more in depth than the people who weren't in it. But you still kind of had to learn it before you could be assumed to maybe have to write an essay about it.
1: Yeah, Ketchum was just kind of like, you guys know enough about it to get through this halfway through the year. So like this is kind of how we're doing it and then got an like for english they also they, i don't remember if they did it for if you were in ap math because i wasn't in ap math because i suck at math i was barely in regular math exactly i barely got through regent's math like <laughs>
0: my, my mom uh we were seeing my sister's school play a couple of years ago and you know me and my sisters all went to the same high school and stuff and some kid passed me he goes oh hi jordan i go hi and he walks away and my, my mom's like How'd you know him? Was he he wasn't in your grade. Cause my, my guy my school was small enough that my mom knew most of the people in my grade. And we were talking to a different teacher at the time. And she goes, she was like, wait, wait, how do you know him? You guys were like two grades apart. And I was like, we were in the same math class when I was a senior because he was advanced and I was behind. <laughs> yeah. And it's my, my, it made my mom laugh like harder than she wants to like admit that she laughed to this day.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so like, But they did it for AP English too, because with English it really didn't matter. Like if you're in AP English, your senior year or your junior year, you can pass the English Regents in January.
0: But you don't take English Regents in senior year, junior year. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, because yeah, because English Regents
0: is really weird the way they do it in New York. Where like, you know, it's 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 the one course you don't get every year and you're not even... Oh, you do get English every year. Oh, you mean you don't get a
1: Regents every year?
0: You don't get a Regents every yes. year. And you're supposed to use this And I understand that they can't be like, hey, every school in the country has to read the exact same books. Like, I, I get why it's a little bit different, but it is weird that it has nothing to do with actual content. It is more skill-based.
1: Yeah, it's like you... <coughs> Jesus, sorry. Making it sure just, you it's learned it's, everything you were supposed to. Yeah, and
0: I, I'm not saying they should completely make the test like a reading comprehension on the same books for everyone in the state and these are books you read three years ago. I think it's just, it's it's that weird hurdle to get behind when you're preparing for that region. So that it's not like a bio where you're sitting down with a book of facts or yeah, math, or you're it's sitting down like, with a book of rules.
1: It's a lot of going over like literary uh, techniques techniques and shit like that because it's also, they give you the stories on the test, like, you don't know what you're going to be reading until you get the exam. And they're always
0: short stories. And then it's it's when the essay comes that you can pull from any book you've read. Oh,
1: yeah, because I wrote about Great Gatsby, Mice and Men, Mice and, Men and Death of a Salesman, because they're the ones I know the best.
0: Oh, we never uh, read Death of a Salesman in high school.
1: We did, yeah. We read... We read I, we a lot did, of
0: uh, plays. See, the plays I'm that we did were... And I'm not even going to include Shakespeare, because those are all plays yeah but like the one the plays that we did were that come to my mind at least were the crucible and um inherit the wind.
1: We did plays that I did in high school were not counting Shakespeare and in no particular order, fences, a raisin in the sun, the crucible, death of a salesman, um all my sons. Oh, my sons there's two more that I'm forgetting oh a Gabbler*. um bless you it's a Henrik Ibsen play a Gabbler*. I love that play and um Miss Julie those are the seven plays I had to read outside of Shakespeare in high school yeah no we just had the two and then we read the, like your other kind of like basic shit To Kill a Mockingbird uh, which I did not appreciate as a 15 year old. I read it again last year and appreciated it way more. Um, I don't think I was like smart enough to understand it as a child. Um, see,
0: I, I don't know if I like, I wasn't smart enough to understand or if I just didn't give enough of a shit to try to understand.
1: Yeah. Um, I understood it way better and, like, actually legitimately really enjoyed it when I read it as yeah. an adult. Um, yeah, we read a lot of weird shit. Ch- we also read, like, The Princess Bride, Yellow Wallpaper, which I fucking hated. Um, A Separate Piece, which I also hated. Great Gatsby, Mice and Men.
0: Yeah, we read Great Gatsby and Mice and Men in 11th grade. We read... Lord of the Flies.
1: We didn't ever read Lord of the Flies.
0: We, l- we read Lord of the Flies. So 10th grade was all like... Like each year had like a different theme. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Honest to God, can't remember specifically what the theme is in 9th grade. Because it was like the Pearl, To Kill a Mockingbird, Antigone, and Romeo and Juliet.
1: Oh, you did something completely different than what we did. We did... um. Ed, a whole section on Edgar Allan Poe. We did that too,
0: but that's because that was the big read. That was the that big read year. that
1: year in New York. But we did that whole section on Edgar Allan Poe. We read The Odyssey. We well, we did Western that in ninth era, grade the too. The yeah. Odyssey, uh, Romeo and Juliet, Speak. That's Wappinger's Central School District's big thing is to make ninth grade classes read Speak. What's Speak? It's about a ninth grade girl who gets raped. Um, oh. Right before she's by a senior at her high school, right before she starts ninth grade. And she basically ends up with a form of selective mutism because of it and like loses all of her friends because they refuse to believe that it was like a sexual assault. It's a really, really good book. And it was turned into a movie with, with Kristen Stewart. Stewart. It's a good, good movie too. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um Yeah, so we did speak, Edgar Allan Poe, Romeo and Juliet, The Odyssey. Um And then we may have read The Pearl in ninth grade, and then I didn't do it because I read The Pearl in eighth grade. Um, because it, at St. Mary's, we had an English class where we learned, like, grammar for 50 minutes, and then we had a reading class where we just read literature and talked about it. Um, What are you looking yeah. at?
0: I was just looking at speak um yeah <laughs> ninth grade was yeah i forgot about that with the odyssey as well and then 10th grade was all like i guess it was all supposed to be stuff that would like talked about society slash politics because it was like julius caesar night, which we then watched uh schindler's list as an accompaniment to it yeah heavy heavy <sighs> course um, oh
1: god guys will really quick before i lose this thought covering how Ketchum covered and handled teaching the Holocaust in 10th grade was insane. Whether you were in AP English or not AP honors English or regular English, you read night at the same time. It was the only time anything you were reading overlapped. We all read night at the same time. At the same time, we are learning about world war II and the Holocaust in world history. And that's where we watch Schindler's list. And a really dark French documentary about the Holocaust. And then we read Night and watched Elie Wiesel speak a bunch. And then they had Holocaust survivors come to our school to speak to us. And it was just a really rough two weeks for all of us mentally.
0: (laughs) So our school did it more incremental where like there was a lesson on it in eighth grade. And then there was 10th grade. Yes, you hit both on it in in, uh, English class and in... In global class, and then I don't remember if this was in eighth grade or in high school, but I know we went on top of the we, when we took a trip to Washington D.C. and we went to the Holocaust Museum there. We went to a Holocaust Museum in New York City as well as a class, and my school did it in like smaller increments, but always made sure to do it because the the principal I had in middle school, who also then came to my high school the last two years, it was the same principal. His I don't remember if it was his parents or his grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So, like, he makes sure that that is something that is definitely taught, but, like, I also makes it more of a slower burn and, like, I guess thinks that not only should we not hit it with them all at once, but we should remind them of this throughout their academic career rather than just, like, oh, it's one giant unit and then it goes away.
1: Yeah, I don't really remember if I learned about it any time before, like, in school. I learned about it, obviously, from my parents uh, before that, but, like, I don't really remember being covered too heavily when we i did was it in in, s- yeah
0: we did it in seventh, seventh grade, grade as class. well because we didn't read the whole thing but we read excerpts of the diary of anne frank
1: yeah we didn't write the diary of anne frank to this and day then, i have never read the diary of anne frank yeah night destroyed me and then i had to read mouse senior year and that destroyed me and
0: yeah i don't remember whether or not our <laughs> global unit overlapped with our night unit what i do know is depending on the teacher you had and i had the one where this didn't happen for some kids reading animal farm lined up with the russian revolution in global but i was in the class where it didn't line up
1: (laughs) we straight up did not learn about the russian revolution um no we did yeah we did not but we also didn't read any george orwell which has always been interesting to me
0: is animal farm george orwell yeah Huh. I forgot. Yeah. That was just the one book where like, for some reason, my mom knew that book. Everybody knows that book.
1: Everybody knows one George Orwell book here. and they either know Animal Farm or they know 1984.
0: Yeah, but you forget my mom did not grow up in America.
1: Which is why I'm going with it. I understand her knowing Animal Farm and not 1984.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also that my grandpa also liked that book. I was like, this is getting weird. <laughs> like too yeah. many people are just in on the book I'm trying to read for class.
1: It was a big, it, that book means means a lot to people. Um,
0: yeah. And then, and we also read Lord of the Flies in 10th grade. So that was all about like society and like society. books that, basically, that's basically what it was. <laughs> and then 10th, and then 11th grade was like the American dream. So it was like Huckleberry Finn and the great Gatsby and of mice and men. And I do This don't is know when we re-
1: read a lot of Arthur Miller was our American dream. It was in. 11th grade. We did the American Dream and that's when we read Death of a Salesman, Fences, um and a bunch of other like Great Gatsby, like all that crap. Were you in the honors courses? I was in AP in 11th grade.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. So maybe that's why we didn't get as many.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, that's the other thing is I had a book to read every day of every week of my, AP ex- of my AP classes. No. And even into honor, like we, a lot of the time in our honors classes, we were reading two books at once.
0: Yeah. And our teacher like told us that if, for people, like if they couldn't necessarily understand like the vernacular that they were using in Huck Finn, that there was like a narration that she would let us use if we read along with the book, like at home, mm-hmm. where like it would, because it was just like the Southern pronunciations and like sometimes they'll just have like words with missing letters and apostrophes and you're supposed to- just know what they're referring to.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then twelfth
0: grade was just like a mishmash. Where I know it was the Crucible, Inherent the Wind, Catcher in the Rye.
1: Yeah, and Hamlet. Um, senior year was a lot at Ketchum because you had five options essentially uh, for your senior English class, which were you could be in AP, you could be in Dutchess Community College English. You could be in regular English or you could be in a more focused English depending on what your grades had been in your English classes previous years. Because you don't have to take a Regents senior year.
0: Yeah, we didn't um, get all those choices.
1: So, un- you really weren't reading the same books as everybody else unless you were in their English class. In that class.
0: class. Yeah, no. Because,
1: like, the senior year our teachers, like, picked their themes of, like, what the class was going to be surrounding that year um so like I read a lot of Greek plays in my AP English class and we read like Jane Eyre a lot of the Bronte sisters a lot of Jane Austen like it was like that kind of like classics vibe but Victoria barely read in her senior English class because she took DCC English but they had essays due every week yeah so I
0: so my school used to rotate between hamlet and Macbeth for the seniors like one year they would do one one year they would do the next Mm -hmm. and i just happened to land on the hamlet year and then two years later in community college i once again did hamlet and i was like well i basically remember this because that was a whole fucking unit and we were in the middle of me and my sister ended up in the same english class in community college because like i skipped a semester where i was like i'll I'll do english next semester let me focus on like my other courses right now Mm -hmm. um which is fine. Like you could just, as long as I fucking got it done, my parents didn't care. Yeah. And so me and my sister ended up in the same one teacher adored me because he was also a fucking doofus. And I'm sure if he heard me say this, he'd be like, I am a fucking doofus. Oh and God. we were in and Nicole would get in. My sister would get annoyed because I would like say shit and he'd laugh. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that Prince died in the middle of class. I don't remember how it happened. I think it like happened We people got the notifications on their phones like as we were entering class and we were in our hamlet unit and so i just went good night sweet prince and he fucking lost it oh god (laughs) to the point that my sister like would come up to me like a year after i graduated be like he still asks about you he always wants to know how you're doing and it's so annoying
1: do you know what's funny to me what if i had not had to do hamlet senior year of college, I would never have read it in my school career. Really? Mm -hmm. Because
0: I'm surprised that if you, if somebody was like, like knew what your courses and your college career was and what mine was, and we're like, one of us has had to read Hamlet twice. I feel like everybody would have guessed it was you.
1: No, I've read Macbeth 6 million times. (laughs) Like, uh, that's the difference. When I was in high school, we did Romeo and Juliet was freshman year. You always did Romeo and Juliet. Sophomore year, you did, the tempest or twelfth night and for a while taming of the shrew and then they realized taming of the shrew is really really fucked up and they like phased that out as an option um first
0: was julius fucking caesar (laughs) Our shakespeare's seventh grade was julius caesar you got uh, all the ones that to me sound more interesting
1: and then uh junior year was macbeth and senior year, you didn't necessarily read Shakespeare. We did, but we read Romeo or not Romeo and Juliet, Julius Caesar, and Henry. No, Richard the Third. See,
0: junior year, we read no Shakespeare because it's all the American Dream. They're also all Americana authors because, yay, yeah. America and propaganda. Um, eighth grade we also did.
1: <laughs> eighth Jordan, grade also... a lot of the American dream novels and plays that you've read are not propaganda for America. They're just about how fucking terrible it is to live here. Well, don't we all
0: dream of owning a big house and then you're just getting fucking shot in our pool? Spoilers. You know, there are for people the Great that Gatsby. believe the
1: entire book of Great Gatsby is like an acid trip that Nick is on and that it's like a dream. Okay, you can make and I hate that. Why would it program, be because... that? Like I hate
0: it. Why would it be that? That obsessed me because you can make anything. You can make anything. Oh, well, it's actually the main character's in a dream. Like, I didn't want to have to talk about this because I was worried I'd cry on the podcast today. But, like, for 20 years, people have been predicting that Ash Ketchum's final episode would be him waking up from a coma, finding out that this was all in his head. Because he got, like, struck by lightning in the first episode.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just, like, why would they do that? Why? Why is it? Ha- that I, think, I think it happened
0: in like one show, and people are like, "Wow, that's wild!" And like now everything. And it's be like that it's it happens in like
1: Fight Club and like American Psycho. At the end, the author throws stuff in that's like this may all have been in his head, but it may not have been. Like it's that's the point. And then people are like, "Yes."
0: It also pisses me off when people fall back on those things too much. Like you, you've talked me and you've talked about how like yes, and how I met your mother. Ted is an unreliable narrator, but there is. Seventy percent truth in what we're seeing. Exactly, like the dumb plot holes and maybe the things that seem super exaggerated can be, and maybe how we view certain characters as being like bitchy or mean or in the right or in the wrong through his unreliable narration. Ted is not making shit up out of his ass.
1: Yeah, like it's not. It's so fucking weird. It's all just so weird.
0: I think my I think one of my favorite dumb plot holes that can be. summed back up into Ted's an reliable narrator is that there is a smaller character that Robin dates. I'm pretty sure it's Nick. That is also like a character that like she went on a single date with like three episodes or three seasons before. Mm -hmm. And so it's just easily like, yeah, Ted, Ted looks, Ted thinks that they are the same person 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ted's shit can be explained for like, are we on pause stuff? yeah okay just making sure (laughs) i was trying to make that a smooth edit that you just ruined sorry (laughs) it's fine but you know what we're actually hitting the hour and a half mark anyway so let's wrap things up any final thoughts any other topics you want to talk about leon
1: um my final thing is i'm so excited for queen charlotte the trailer dropped this week i'm so excited jordan i'm so excited (laughs)
0: listen listeners tea time's gonna be back It's going to be back. It's going to be back strong. We're going to have the time of our lives with it.
1: The time of my life. I'm so excited. Six episodes just of like drama and intrigue. And I'm so excited. Uh, It's going to
0: be so good.
1: And like little Violet, (laughs) little Lady Danbury. And like, oh, and her and the queen. I did not realize that she was going to be like in the queen's court and like the queen's confidant. Oh, so excited. why, why they're besties. And we're meeting the character that you you always say you want to be—the guy that's like always just like with the queen. Um, we meet him and like his origin, all that shit. I'm yeah, so excited.
0: For, uh, but that won't be happening for a while. So remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all those places, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.